guys and welcome to another episode of Joystocked, the show about gaming and what makes gaming good. And what makes gaming good? Gaming with your friends. And with that in mind, I'm joined by Mr. Nintendo. Hello, <laughs> Mr. Nintendo. Lorenzo Nintendo here. That's that's Lorenzo. I'm joined by Mr. PlayStation. Hello. That's Taylor. Hey, good old Taylor. And we've got Mr. Microsoft. All right. That's my brother. That's me. <laughs> his, na- his name. His name's Mark. <laughs> Too many Scottish accents in this one. It's going to be hard to follow. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, probably, but if you can understand Scottish, leave a comment somewhere on the internet for us to read. <laughs> I don't even can. Uh, but I, I'm Mister Impartial. I'm Michael, and I don't even have a preference. That's what impartial <laughs> means. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> get it. Come oh. for the Dame Chat, stay for the Dictionary Talk. <laughs> Today you learned impartial. That's your word of the day. <laughs> right, we're here today to talk about how Nintendo could win the console war, how Microsoft could win the console war, and how Sony could win the console war. Mm. And I know for many people, they think the console war's over. They think we're all just holding hands and we're sitting there with our willies in one hand and another person's willy in the other hand <laughs> and we're just all sitting there having a good old time. But it's not as simple as that. Nope. It's not at all. Unless you're Nintendo, because you're already winning. But like, let's start things off with um, Microsoft, since they were the start of E3, they may as well be the start of this one as well. Okay. In all of you guys' opinions, and I'll start with you, Mark, since you are Mr. Microsoft, what could Microsoft do to get back on top? How could the Xbox One X be in every fucker's living room, or beyond the Xbox One X? Project Scarlet, or whatever they're calling it. What can they do? I've been thinking about this, and I I think that what needs to happen, and I, th- I think that what they're kind of already doing is backwards compatibility, right? Because people... It was one of those things where Companies didn't really seem to realise just how important it was to people who have backwards compatibility. Tell that to Sony. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, <laughs> so, so they'd obviously, the, the PS4 doesn't play PS3 games, for example, right? And they're on, you know, the X, they've got it going back now as far as, like, the original Xbox games. Um, so I think what they should do, and it might well be what they do is the next console they bring out, they're just like, this is just compatible with everything. It does every generation of console games, every single game that we've ever done. I think that argument lies stronger with Sony because they've got a much bigger catalogue of uh, consoles for a start. Mm-hmm. So they've got much big ca- like a bigger catalogue of games. If Sony done backwards compatibility, like in that same regard, I think that would be a massive God. thing for them. Can oh, you yeah, imagine? Okay. Like Xbox has got the two, so it's it's quite good that they do backwards compatibility, but it doesn't stretch back far enough for it to send that. I mean, it does go back quite far now, but... No, I, I completely agree. That's a, That was kind of the point I'm making, is, like, whichever one of the companies I... wants to pull out in front, they just should make their system backwards compatible with all their previous titles. Um, and that if PlayStation did it, they'd just decimate them. Because they've got, like, all the... I don't know why they don't. I genuinely have never under... I get the whole, like, HD remaster... Mm-hmm. And the whole um, like bringing Crash back fully hanged and gaining thirty dollars or pounds or whatever, but at the same time, if you've just got the discs lying about and they're doing fuck all, why not just yeah. let us play them? Like totally. 
at least in uh, PlayStation's particular situation between the three and the four, the three was built on some kind of weird uh, hardware that was really hard to emulate. So the so sliding a disc into the it wasn't going to be as simple as sliding a disc into the PS4. Hmm. On that same token, the wit like it's so easy to build a powerful platform now that like if anyone's making new consoles that are going to be hard to emulate later on, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I like. Yeah, you need to think forward. Yeah. The thing is, though, at what point, like, because Sony and Microsoft are both guilty of like accessorizing and obviously making things non-accessible in terms of like like Lorenzo saying the the hardware it needs to be blocked off but mm-hmm. I don't know there's got to, there's got to be something like there's got to be something like I know that they sell some of their old titles on the store like PlayStation at least but it's just not good enough like and it's too expensive I agree. for what you might already have yep I agree they should be like a pound each or something well that's it like, why they, it, it, it's digital for a start so you're not getting any collectible value from it Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, this is the thing. Like, for me, and this is going to be my answer for everyone—not just Microsoft, but for Nintendo and Sony—there needs to be an account-based system that takes everything, like Steam on the computer, you know, on on PC, but for for everything. So, like, if you have an Xbox account, then all your purchases should be tied to that, and it is for the most part. Like, if I if I go and buy an Xbox One X tomorrow. I can download all my old Xbox Live Arcade games, mm-hmm. the ones that I've had in the 360, and I can, if I've, like, Max Payne 2 that I bought on Xbox Digital, you know, I'll have that, even though it's an original Xbox game. And so I understand that, like, maybe if going forward they're like, fuck discs, and they're mm-hmm. just like, everything digital that you've ever owned, it's going to be playable. Like, I'm okay with that, because at least then I know that any money that I spend it's it's going to stay. It's going to stay in my account, like in Steam. We touched yeah. on this. Like This is something, though, that I, I, I disagree with. I don't know if it was maybe on a podcast or if you, when you were over in Scotland, but I'm sure we spoke about this, and I, I disagree with how highly priced things are digitally. Uh, Even when oh, it comes absolutely. up like 50% off, it's only just the same price as retail. Like, and that, or, or like 80% or whatever they put in their like great deal and you look at it and it's £40 or Aye, you $40 just, you and you're just, like you just want to tell them to fuck off aye, because it's like they're putting the they're putting the price up to reduce it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. it like because yep. you, you look at any of the, the games to buy on any of the any of the consoles they're like full price and by full price I mean like an extra 10 on top of aye, what it should be totally and then any quote unquote deal that they put on makes it's just regular retail price but I'm not getting a a booklet. I'm not getting. Not that you get booklets these days, but I'm not getting artwork <laughs> like from the cover. I've nothing to look at. Aye. Like you've no getting, discs, and more no, importantly, you've not got anything physical to then sell on or trade. Trade, in. trade. Yeah. Especially like, cause this is the thing. It's something I've encountered with this generation more than anything else, is the lack of being able to give your friend a game, mm-hmm. or get a game from your friend. Everybody's. Yeah. It's the sales and stuff, and I suppose that's the Steam thing again. But even Steam has a share system. I plus yeah. Steam have some of the games so reasonably priced, especially in the sale, that you didn't really want to complain as much. So here's the thing. Microsoft, when they first unveiled the Xbox One, back when they were like, it's going to be always online and it's going to have fuck tons of DRM and stuff, and everyone was like, fucking boo. <laughs> they mentioned one thing that was a really good concept, and that was the ability to trade in games digitally. So, like, you could 
you know, if you were done with the latest Halo, you could either trade it to your friend or trade it back into the store for like less price and then you just wouldn't have it in your game library anymore. It was just like a one-time thing. And and that's pretty generous for digital stuff, you know. Like, See, just a few minutes ago, I was I was thinking about this just a few minutes ago. I was about to say that is, wouldn't that be a great thing for any of the new consoles to, if they wanted to, try and win the customer base to be like, look, if you buy a game now, then if you want, you you trade it back in digitally for like twenty percent of the price or something, right? Or even just do it like a batch and be like, you know, all right, no retro games, but new games. Like if you bought Assassin's Creed Origins or something. And it's like, with that, you know, and you buy so many other games, it's basically like a multi-buy thing. Because if you get 20% of the price back, if you're buying games digitally at full price, it's basically like buy five, get one free or something like that. Aye. And that, you know, that's a thing that they should be doing. Because just like Taylor said, it's the, you know, the idea that you're not going to have anything physical to trade back in, it sort of pushes you to want to buy physical. I was gonna say how how often you bought a game as well, and like you bought it digitally and it you play it and it's pish, and then you just <laughs> stuck with a game that you can't fucking end and wait. Unless you're playing on Steam, where you can refund it. Uh, that's Steam though. Steam's fucking yeah. leaps and bounds ahead of like consoles, totally. like in terms of digital, and they've been doing it for long enough that everybody should really be looking to Steam for to lead the example. But at the moment, talking about console wars, talking about console wars, we've all agreed. I think unanimously that backwards compatibility and a, a better digital market is important. Like yep. it seems to be anyway. To be fair, I think we should probably talk individually about like because we sort of shared that one for a wee while there. So we should probably sorry. talk individually <laughs> about like yeah. what each company can do. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a good idea. So for Microsoft, Mark, what do you think they should do? Just everyone would just say, I think right. they should... Go they should fuck have, them, sir. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think they should have... And I think, that, to be honest, I feel like this is true at all three companies, so I'll just roll on to one nice, tidy little soundbite, right? They all need to have complete backwards compatibility for all their previous systems, and they need to look at doing digital games at much cheaper prices, or at least having some sort of digital trading scheme that would allow you to swap, you know, I will have played these five games, so I'll get, you know, I'll change the five of those for this. Just so you're working towards something. Even a digital incentive as well. I'm sure we talked about this a while ago, either you and me, like you and me, Mark, or Michael, uh, um, or maybe all three of us, but there should be like some sort of like reward system as well for buying di- uh, digitally. Aye, because it's, like, it's practically a punishment buying digitally, because you're not getting, you're, you know, the only thing you're getting for it is convenience, right? Well, that's it. Actually, N- Nintendo started offering more points uh, for buying digital in their My Nintendo program. All right. See, that's cool. And those points you get a discount with that's good. for buying other stuff. Yeah. Like, I just bought the, the Bloodstained game. I bought Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, mm-hmm. and it should be 10 bucks, and I got it for seven fifty because I had 250 points in my account. Well, that, that PlayStation go. and Xbox, I think, would benefit from that as well, whether it be like... Oh, totally. One, uh, absolutely. Like, every purchase worth so much, or like... Yep. Mm. That, that's a gaming statement fucking fix your digital market cunts <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I'll say that I think Microsoft should do uh, aside from everything that we've just talked about they should either ditch the console marketplace or have some exclusives that are only for the Xbox because at the moment there's no reason to own an Xbox 
as well as a PC. I, I, I don't completely agree with that. Well, okay, aside from backwards compatibility. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, if Microsoft wanted to do good shit for the Xbox, they needed to start leveraging some more of their Microsoft shit, like whether that's, you know, revamping the Kinect or doing something with the HoloLens mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever else they have. There's so much stuff, you know. Where I feel Microsoft are falling short, at, well, at the moment anyway, times to come are looking good, but where I feel like they're falling short now is there's just nothing to fucking play on it. Nothing exclusive anyway. Like, mm. you can get the, the new titles, like I'm playing, like we're all playing on any one of the consoles that we pick, but mm-hmm. Microsoft aren't really offering anything true to themselves at the moment until the new Gears, until the new Halo rolls, and that, that's what they need. And New Forza, that kind of stuff. Right? Aye, that's it, but I mean, like, they need more. Console exclusives are nice, but like I really think it's going to be more about the hardware. Like, if if the Switch wasn't you know half portable, I probably wouldn't have been as interested in it. I would have just been like, great, a library of mm. games I can't play. I think it's I think they they need to focus in more on like the gaming experience of either the hardware or you know yeah. Now, I think it needs to be about the gaming experience of the hardware. And that's the only way you're going to be able to differentiate between consoles going forward. It's funny that you say that because, like, I was thinking about something that Mark said earlier, which was, you know, like, every every console from now on should be able, should be capable of playing the last generation and all the generations before that games. Like, every console should be able to play every generation of games mm-hmm. tied to it. And I was thinking mm. that in Nintendo's case, they are the one company that that absolutely wouldn't, wouldn't apply to for. because the hardware so different for each. Exactly, with the dual screens and and the motion controls and everything, it becomes almost an impossibility without heavy porting of everything. Well, but yeah. if you look at something like the Switch, though, which dates games as well. Aye, but I mean, like you look at something like it does. You're right, it does date games. But I mean, like the Switch, it's you know you could use that as a Wii U with the right software, and then. Why not just sell a Switch compatible Wiimote for the motion controls and just, you know, retroactively build everything else in? So whenever they do their next console, um, it's probably not going to be a box that sits under your telly. It's probably going to be something like the Wii U and the Switch again. Um, I still think it's possible. They just should. All it's really going to require, I think, is for them to sell some accessories to go with them. So. Yeah. You know, because like if if you wanted to play um a Red Evil Four on the Wii, say on your Switch, all you need is the controller. You know, you can't take it out and play it portably, so, but you should be able to play it when it's docked. Hmm. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. That's that's a good way of doing it. And like the thing is as well is you can turn the Switch sideways, and you could easily have it so that you could have both screens of the DS on the Switch. Does that make sense? Oh, like, I never thought of that. Aye, you're right. You know, and I mean, like, Fangamer have just brought out the, or they're they're bringing out the flip grip, so it's actually a grip designed to pit the switch vertically in handheld mode. So there's no reason that Nintendo couldn't cool. fully endorse that, bring out their own version, and have a DS Virtual Console on there. Yeah. No reason, none. See, to me, the whole like gaming accessories, other than Nintendo, have never really been done well anyway. And it's something that I feel Sony and 
uh, Microsoft, unless they're maybe going to try and make break the handheld market as well. I don't know if it is something that I feel that they need to try. It is to me something that Sony are doing well right now are games, and it's something that Microsoft seem to be failing. Like when it comes down to it, because at the end of the day, that's what we we buy them for. Nintendo, are, like with third party and like their own, they're shitting games out left, right, and centre now. Sony are churning it a bunch, although I feel that the the train for that's kind of slowing down. Um, Xbox have just been sitting stagnant for a long time now. I mean, I feel uh, it's kind of like it's funny you say that because the like obviously E three they were like here's you know fifty games and thirty of them are exclusive or something, right? So they make a big point about doing that, but. When you're right, because when I think what's exclusive on the Xbox, uh, Gears, Halo, Forza, that's about it. Like, I can't. Even, uh, nothing else immediately comes to mind as oh, that's an Xbox game. But with Sony, Battletoads, <laughs> fuck your <laughs> Battletoads. <laughs> but, but with Sony, hashtag fuck your Battletoads. <laughs> Sony, there's loads of stuff though, isn't there? Like Sony, you go. Well, hang is Sony straight off the bat. God of War, God of War, Uncharted, Detroit. Like there's three off the top of my head that are like. Exclusive. Last of Us. Last of Us. Um, there's loads. I know. Fair enough. We've only just named four versus Microsoft's. Three, <laughs> but <laughs> there's more. <laughs> there, though, is there is more. more like, there is. Aye. I'm not being funny, and I know I pretty much bum this up every other week. But like, God of War is a console carrier. That game is a fucking. Is honestly, it's great. Really good. Aye. Yeah. It's a really good game. That's a Halo level game. Like, cool. it, it mm. took God of War for what it was to now being really worth buying a PlayStation 4 oh, and I feel cool. that Last of Us is on the same level oh, that's cool. Uncharted being a series I feel it's maybe harder to push because Uncharted's another one, that's another exclusive isn't it? I'm playing that now I, I'm saying with God of War just being the one title as well as Last of Us, they're really accessible right now, so you can just jump Aye. on them right now. Also you can get the whole Uncharted series on the PS4. Aye but what I'm saying is that it's a series, it's, it's not a starting point, like it's already been Aye, so what you mean is God of War's a good jumping on point because it's like, even though there's been previous games, it's kind of starting like a new run. Aye, fresh, aye. And Last of Us has only just started, like, you saying, what was the other one you said there, man? Uh, there's another Detroit. Detroit. Mm-hmm. Detroit. What's like a, Detroit's fucking amazing. But what does Microsoft have other than, like, generic Forza games and potentially like it was Gears 5 so it's boss deep in that series and Halo is boss deep in that one like I feel like I feel like they must have more but there's nothing else really comes to mind very quickly I, I'm trying to think well I was going to say that the other problem is is nothing that Microsoft actually announced is Xbox exclusive it's exclusive to Microsoft platforms yeah. as in Windows and and Xbox no, One you can get some of them on the PC you mean yeah, and the thing is, is on one hand, I'm really thankful that Microsoft do this because it means that I don't have to buy an Xbox One. It means I can just play on the PC. Yep. But that's exactly what you're what arguing. Like that's, that's what you're saying, now. Is the new um is the new Spider-Man game exclusive to PlayStation or is it yes. cross Is it? So there's another big because that's getting a lot of press, isn't it? That's another. With game the Ghost that... of Tsushima as well. That Aye, one yeah. we were talking about last week. It was quite a lot, but I mean, like, they are all over-the-shoulder fucking... <laughs> over-the-shoulder, third-person cinematic masterpiece. I think yeah, they, need, they need something new. Is uh, is Days Gone coming out? Is that an exclusive? Who knows at this point? Like, I don't even know if that's going to make it out. <laughs> we're just... Listen, lads, we're just going to... We're just going to put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they may as well. Surprise me at this point. <laughs> as well. It looks cool. <laughs> I, it does, but... I don't know if we're ever going to get any more than that, like, swarm scene for the first fucking 
eight trailers. Aye, that's it. Like... I think I think if like, because Microsoft also have Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they, if that was actually a decent service on PC, I think it would be a winner. I think it's still quite. I I do think it's a pretty good service because some of the things they've been doing recently is launching new game like State of Decay Two, for example. That's brand new and it's on Game Pass. Um, Especially with. Sony's competitive like competition being PlayStation now, which is garbage. Exactly, like it is good, but it could be better. But for what you pay for it, what is it like seven ninety nine a month or something for it's Game quite Pass? Expensive. It is, but like if you're and then the EA have got their thing as well. Um, but, yeah, but I'm I'm sorry, I'm not talking about the service as it stands for the Xbox because for the Xbox the Game Pass thing's great because mm-hmm. the Xbox has got the full library of Microsoft games tied Aye. to it. But the PC, because a lot of the Game Pass stuff is 360 games and original Xbox games and so on and so forth, um, there's only nine total available games for Xbox Game Pass on PC. Right. Nine. Wow. That's it. Nine games isn't worth seven ninety nine a month. It doesn't no. matter how good those games are. That's one month of content. So that's the kind of thing. Like, they're not even <laughs> really pushing the PC, I guess, in any way either, apart from the fact that you can just play like some games that you buy on it. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't really get, to be honest, I, I don't really understand what Microsoft, like, they don't seem to have an end goal, if you know what I mean, where I feel like Nintendo's working towards, like, they're doing the online thing, they're really pushing for third party, they've got, like, the obviously the, the portable thing's fucking huge anyway, yeah. Sony's just churning out cinematic experiences, and Xbox... Third person over the shoulder cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> well, there you go. But, like, <laughs> I just feel with Xbox, like, until the new Gears comes, until the new Halo comes... And up until this point as well, like nothing's happening, <laughs> or not very much anyway. The the one thing that I want to say before we move on is um like Microsoft have said that the next Xbox, the next system, the next family of systems are going to be unveiled next year, or they started working on it. I'm not right with this. I'm not right with this. Like another console generation. I feel like we've like this has been like a kind of. Like a step generation, I don't even feel like we've had anything uh, from this. No, been nearly as long as the previous one. That's the thing. No. In fairness, the previous one was the previous one was one of the longest generations, which was strange. Well, are you counting the the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro as like a generation? No. Nah, like it's to me that's all still that like it's just newer hardware in some sense, but like. No, I've been hearing a lot of talks about PS5 recently, and I'm, I'm kind of like, no, fuck off. Like, I only feel like I just got my PlayStation. I only feel like the ball's just gotten rolling with it. Yeah. Can I tell me? Look at the difference from the first 360 game to the last 360 game, or at least Halo 4 as a benchmark. You're not telling me that PlayStation doesn't have merit offer, or like the Xbox One doesn't have merit offer. No chance. And especially if you've just bought a Pro and an Xbox One. Exactly. I mean, they've no fully. They're not at the point yet where they're like fully developing the games to the exact potentially mm-hmm. what the consoles have so you're right like it's not been long enough to to really sort of understand how to develop for it fully yet well and that and to even play with the idea of just releasing a new set of consoles like what's it going to be when we get the ps5 you know what fuck it here's three games here's the ps6 like <laughs> no <Nah>, fuck <laughs> off like yeah. and now you can play it 8k with that <laughs> you don't even have a 4k tv yet hey you Too get bad. one game and it's the best cinematic over the shoulder like <laughs> <laughs> <Third> person <laughs> like fuck me like what is it I mean, God of War to me pushed the bounds. I think for a console game, like that's another reason why I think it's one of the things as a flagship towards Sony. 
I, I'm sorry. I just kind of pushing just, on this. Like before we move on, I'm just going to say you're talking about like the three games and things, and we're talking about the exclusives. So I, I just I quickly googled the the Xbox exclusives just to see what's there, and there's practically fuck all. Um, upcoming yeah. retail. So this website's actually categorised into retail and digital, right? So just for retail, uh-huh. uh, upcoming Battletoads, Crackdown Three, Forza Horizon Four. Gears, Halo Infinite, <laughs> uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. See, see, out of those six games, Mark, mm-hmm. every one of them are also going to be on PC. Right. I'm with you. Because uh, I'm kind of looking through the ones that have been released, and there's nothing really jumps out at you as like, oh, that's a really good example. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm even sceptical about the new Halo anyway. Like, I'm excited, but I'm sceptical. Aye. We need to come up with a new word for that. Exceptical. <laughs> Exceptionally sceptical. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Excepto. There you go. Sounds cool. <laughs> Exceptical sounds like... It sounds like a weird French cuisine where you eat a testicle. That's the name <laughs> of the new Xbox exclusive. <laughs> Exceptical. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, to me, with the, the fact that the they're really we talked about this the E3 thing and it's it's you and me finally have a chance to talk about this new mark. Aye. I feel like Gears of War is the new flagship for Xbox. Aye, whether it wants to be or no. <laughs> well, that's it. It's just, that's it. It's just you are now. It's up to you now, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, as a fan of the series, I just didn't feel like it's strong enough to hold that console. Like, it's not a Halo. It's never near a Halo. No. You mean five in specific? Like, no, just the no, series, just a, like just as just as an IP, you mean? Yeah, I like I just Gears is near Halo. It's not a, a flagship game. To Master me. Chief is you know so much more recognizable than Marcus Phoenix. Aye, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, the, the worst part is it's not even Marcus. Now, like if, if it was that familiar face, at least we could kind of maybe believe it. But it's fucking his son, now, like JD. Well, you could also you could make the argument that now they're doing Luke Cage instead of Master Chief. Luke Cage? Yeah, it's the same guy. The guy that plays Luke Cage is the guy that's Locke in Halo 5. Was oh, it? Aye. I don't know if they've scrapped that, though. You mean after the, the feedback from Halo 5? I think so. I think the way Halo was going has been scrapped, and I feel that Infinite's like a reboot. Or like a... Do you know on the, on the download list on this website, they've got a game, a digital game called The Toilet Chronicles. <laughs> So the so the games are shite. <laughs> but I, okay, well, I mean, that's not too... on, on the way. Hold on, I think that's the perfect end note. <laughs> no, wait a minute, though. Don't make it sound like that's my thesis. <laughs> no, I know. but that's I just it. think that that's. Don't worry, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, I'll fix it in post. Eh? <laughs> the thing oh. is. Uh, I'm not saying they can't pull it back because there's every chance that Microsoft will come flying out the gate as soon as it starts rolling out. But right now, I think it's been a slow burn, if not non-existent. Hi. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I've given up. Yeah. Well, you've given up trying at this point, but you've no given up hope. <laughs> <laughs> so who's next then? Uh, who do you want to be next? Nintendo. All right. Up. Nintendo. Right, Mr. Mr. Nintendo, if you please, your opening argument. Well, Nintendo just needs to keep doing what they're doing because they're currently winning the console wars. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I 
I mean, like, just looking at the sales numbers, yes. Well, keep in mind we are we are talking about very early in the Switch's life, and also if we're going to if we're going to play it that way, Lorenzo, mm-hmm. the Wii U. What about it? Shite. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> so so lump it in together. Wii who? <laughs> I exactly mm-hmm. the Wii who, the Wii guy. <laughs> no, the, like you you know what I mean? Like I okay, they've got it right at the moment, mm-hmm. but right this is this is straight after the failure of the Wii U. And Nintendo is still being Nintendo in a very Nintendo way with Nintendo things. And what I mean by that is, you know, the the fucking service for online is less than a month away. And they still haven't really told us everything that we're going to know about it. You know, that we should know as consumers before buying it. (laughs) That's so Nintendo. It is. (laughs) And it's it's a shady practice as well. There is the whole thing with them fucking basically shutting down ROM sites and stuff and I understand they're protecting their IPs and stuff but they're not providing an alternative to the market and on top of all that we've got Smash this year and that's it and while I'm fucking happy that K. Rool's going to be in Smash in mm-hmm. fact I've chugged my bobby so many times to it <laughs> we still you know like the future for Nintendo like what have we got beyond Smash we've got Woolly World 2 and what else so, I mean, so you say that they're winning the console wars. You're no wrong, but I feel like it's a short-sighted answer. <laughs> no, all they like, they they have to basically not not fuck up the momentum that they've got going. I mean, they need to really, you know, not fuck up the on their online and wireless stuff. Like they've made this amazing console for going around and playing all the time forever. They've got Smash Brothers coming out. They've got a Pokemon game coming out. You know, like if they can have if they can have the proper support for those games, and then maybe like an Animal Crossing or whatever, they'll be fine as far as you know first party support. As far as third parties are concerned, the indies are coming hot and hard. Dead Cells just hit; it's fucking amazing. The thing is, though, with the indies, I'd seen because I actually seen something on that, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, people are saying that Feel free. the Switch is now becoming a dumping ground for really, really shit games. Shovelware. Yeah. Well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is yeah. to an extent. I see. I feel that's things so like open and welcoming, welcoming indies is fine, but not every indie's good. And to be honest, very few are. Like right. when it comes no, to that's it. true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it would be nice that if if the eShop had some way of letting you know. Uh, what was good and what was shit. Yeah, like a rating system. Aye. Yeah, like even the freaking 3DS shop had a rating system. You know? Yep. Give give us a, a, a five-star thing or a thumbs-up thing, even or even like a download count, literally anything. Yeah, just, just any kind of indicator would be good. Yeah, that'd be nice. And that's the kind of thing where they need to support their online digital shit more going forward. I'm coming from the 3DS here. Yeah. The sales need to be better. And I don't know if they are on the Switch, but the sales on Nintendo 3DS are absolute horseshit. Yeah, they're and <laughs> Nintendo need to get a better idea of what a fucking sale is, because 20 quid is not a saving. <laughs> so, I... Th- yeah. <laughs> 20 quid is not a saving. <laughs> Subscribe. No. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wait, which game? Wait, which game's twenty quid that you're you're specific? I don't know. Mentioning? They're all the fucking same to me. One of them. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> one of the ones where you're a plumber and you jump on things. 
subscribe. <laughs> 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 I I've seen some I haven't seen a ton of of good deals, but I've seen some decent sales on the Switch market, like some that were like kind of surprisingly good. I can't remember specific ones off the top of my head, but I was like, oh, half off this indie, not bad. But that because the example of it, the one I was going to use was the Smash game that came out for the 3DS. Now that game's old as fuck, and it's still selling in shops for forty pounds, even on the 3DS oh, and true. stuff like. Yeah. It never comes down, and to be honest, it's not worth forty pound. It's pish. I've played it, but I would buy it if it was like a tenner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nintendo's got their Nintendo Selects that are getting better, but that is like years after the fact. How's the GameCube backwards thing on Switch? Is there any GameCube titles? No, yet. No. See, I feel like that would no. be something that'd be really cool. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so too. That would be great, and we'd all want it. Ah, uh, me too. I've got. I I actually just dug my one out recently, and it's like sitting there waiting to get hooked up. <laughs> but uh, I never had one, so like if I could delve into the GameCube, I'd be like, I'd probably just spend my money on that. So it'd be a selling point for you if they were like, aye, definitely, aye. Twin Snakes. That was the game I always wanted. That's right. It was exclusive. Eh? Yeah. Fucking f- frustratingly so. <laughs> Do you think it might be easier for Nintendo just to release a GameCube classic though? Well, I mean, aye, but. I would... I suppose I'd buy that. <laughs> we all would. <laughs> Nintendo, just keep doing what you're doing. We know you're going to spend money anyway. Yeah, fucking bastards. That's weird though, yeah. because I feel Nintendo's greatest strength is their their older titles. Like yeah. that's not entirely true. Like obviously, like the new Zelda and stuff's a big. It was game of the year, wasn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, they 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 probably like use the funds from their old shit that keeps reselling to pay for their new shit. They're kind of like Disney in 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 the way that they treat their IP, though. Mm-hmm. Like they'll put it away for years and years and years and wait for people to like really want it, and then they'll be like, "Remember this?" And people are like, "Shut up and take my money." Uh, <laughs> well, this is what I'm waiting on as well because the only Nintendo like the only series I was ever really interested in was Metroid, and I've said it on this podcast before that if they'd done the trilogy Prime of Prime remastered and then brought out four and the the thingy, I'd buy it. Aye. Yeah. But I'd want to catch up and everything that I've missed from Nintendo as well. Like so I feel like a lot of GameCube, a lot of maybe stuff on the Wii U that maybe didn't see. Like this is why I feel like the Switch is a perfect opportunity. I finally Aye. feel like for me Nintendo have got I've hit a like a really good point where they can, the Switch is a good platform for them to kinda no start again but make up for like I'm not gonna say mistakes either. <laughs> Yeah. But mistakes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I swear to God, though. Like, if they try to, they try to come out with a new console in the next five years, and it's not backwards compatible or like doesn't hold all your digital shit. Oh, it's fucking over. You'll still buy it, Lorenzo. Don't even <laughs> fucking buy. <laughs> I'll be really mad. Though. I'll buy it, Bobby. Really mad. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna get a strongly worded letter from me. <laughs> Cry into Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the reply to it will just be a set of stickers and a we're sorry and a wee kiss from Reggie fils me <laughs> and Lorenzo will be like, oh, no, Nintendo are still good, guys. <laughs> and a Pokemon plushie. No, they wouldn't. No, Pokemon are their own company. They just license to Nintendo. So, so it won't be a Pokemon plushie. It'll be a Zelda plushie and he'll like it. <laughs> yep. Sick toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a letter from us. 
I'm a clearly sad, lonely man. Let's send him a Zelda blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got sued by Nintendo for saying Zelda blow-up doll. Put your dick in the Triforce. Let's be totally honest, though. If they brought out a Hellion shield attachment for fleshlights, folk would buy them. Oh, I definitely. Now comes with Bill and Shaggin' like, with Aye. music. You have to do it in time. With the music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what else they should bring out at that point is Mario's gloves with a fleshlight in it. <laughs> Getting a handy J off Mario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A wee handy J. Subscribe now for a wah job. Whatever that is. <laughs> it's like the sun. It's like a wah job, but it's like for Wario. I still want to like. I still want to come up with whatever the fuck a wah job is, because that was the bit that got me in the last podcast. Like, I laughed at myself laughing and everything that last time I listened to it. It gets, it gets me every time. <laughs> I know exactly what a wah job is. It's when Waluigi spreads your arse cheeks and shags your arse with his nose. <laughs> if somebody could deviant art that, that'd be great. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'd, I'd say Nintendo are going pretty strong right now. Yeah. They, they are. I just wish... I wish that my purchases for the Switch will continue on beyond that. You know, like I get that they can I get that it couldn't be backwards compatible with the Wii U because we've moved back to cartridges. But there's no reason that they couldn't have made the cartridges the same size as, like the DS ones, and we could have had it be DS compatible. You know, after looking at the at the um, this accessory thing that they're kickstarting. What the fuck is it? The flip. The flip grip. The flip grip. No way would it be hard for Nintendo to make a flip grip with a 3DS and or DS uh, port. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, th- that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there was no reason that the the cartridge size had to be smaller. It could have been the same size as the DS and 3DS, and it could have been backwards compatible by turning it on its side. You know, like there there was no reason for it not to be. But that would cannibalize their their sweet, sweet new 2DS sales. Look, you can't even make a joke about that. You bought one the other fucking day. <laughs> it was so pretty! Wait, hold on. Just for the for the audience out there. What edition of 2DS was it? The Hylian Shield new 2DS. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a fuckable port. A flashlight port. attachment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Or is it just purely t- it fucks you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You can just take it the stylus and gear yourself a lad job. <laughs> the stylus. The stylus is actually just it's just his nose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um is there anything else we want to mention about Nintendo? Because th- you're right, Nintendo are currently winning. I am sick of their fucking labo stuff. <laughs> I quite See. like it. Ah, fuck off! So, it's cardboard boxes. Cardboard boxes. Do you know in Smiths? Do you know in Smiths, right? You go in, they've got the Labo robot, and it's got seventy nine ninety nine slashed down to sixty nine ninety nine. Brilliant. Seventy quid <laughs> for a cardboard box, and the cunts on the Ooh. box are smiling. They're like, "Hey, look, I've built a <laughs> fucking robot." Hey. 
well, of course they're fucking smiling. They've just spent seventy dollars or seventy quid on cardboard boxes. Um, to be fair, I think like one of the biggest strengths that Nintendo actually have going for them is that the people who like Nintendo seem to just like spending money <laughs> on none. On fuck all. That's like one of the greatest strengths. Like, here's some cardboard boxes. Fuck yeah! Aye. <laughs> Woo. I mean, in fairness, I've no bought Labo and I probably won't buy Labo until it is heavily, heavily discounted. See, so you said probably. That's the key. Aye. Yep. They've already got you. I think you should be free. Oh, fuck. I've hit pre-order on Amazon. I no. think it was just <laughs> fucking cardboard that comes flat back. They should be free to anybody that wants them. Well, so you can get you can get the cardboard ones, you can get replacements for Nintendo, but you still have to buy the fucking game that they're for. Ah, right. So, but that but ah. that robot thing doesn't come with a game, does it? Yeah, it comes with a robot game. Oh, so it's actually <laughs> you're just walking around with the with switch this... off, but the cardboard oh. is around you. But is it? But is it? But is it not like is Labo not just one game, and you buy all the different attachments for it? No. So there's individual Labo games then. Right, so like, there's two kits at the moment with a third one coming out. There's the variety kit, which comes with a bunch of mini games and stuff that all the different Labo attachments mm-hmm. do. Are they all seven equipped? No, the the um, variety kit is, I think it's fifty quid, which is still <laughs> a lot. <laughs> See the fact that I don't know this. See that I don't know this, and that you're struggling a wee bit to explain it to me as a marketing failure. On Nintendo's point, just buy our fucking boxes, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo Scotland, just buy our fucking boxes. Now, <laughs> uh, what I was trying to say though is, um, wank you off. Oh, why'd you be? <laughs> no, Nintendo have updated. They've updated Mario Kart Eight, so you can actually use the steering wheel, the the cardboard steering wheel that you can build in Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> it just sounds oh, so shit. sad. That's exactly what went through my head. Did you just read my fucking mind? (laughs) It's cool the fact that they've updated it because they didn't have to, but I. (laughs) I can play with cardboard. You used to have mind on the Wii, like two generations ago, they had a plastic steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Switch development cost quite a fair bit. Aye. Don't worry, we'll send you the spare cardboard to... <laughs> <laughs> If you fuck your steering wheel in some water or something like that, we'll don't worry about it. But is that what you're saying? So Nintendo send out replacements because it's probably so easily damaged, I would imagine. Pretty much. And like they they also have started um like you can now you, you can now buy like the motorbike or the steering wheel attachment separately just to use it in Mario Kart if you here's, wanted to. Here's an interesting point. Just think about this, right, for a second. There's going to be a generation of kids in the near future who grew up on Nintendo sending them cardboard. <laughs> that will be like a, a thing that they all share. They'll be like, "Ah, how many of your fucking robot things did you go through? I went through how many?" But like, <laughs> Nintendo sent me cardboard. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's such a weird thing, like... Aye. No, I didn't play the game. I just... <laughs> I just, I think it's just a bit like... I sometimes just think they're taking the piss out of the consumers. Like... Yeah, oh, totally. Let, let's see what, like, what's the, you know... Like, Labo was a laugh. And let's just see, what's the most useless shite? Right, so, we Labo, like... Aye. It, it, they're supposed to be targeting the makerspace and stuff like that, and apparently they're... 
their sales for it are doing well. Like, Nintendo haven't come out and been like, Labo's a fucking failure and we've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. They've instead, the, the whole point is that if, um, if, like, the cardboard breaks, you can just repair it with your own cardboard. <laughs> Because everyone has cardboard, so it's more, it's meant to be so like. So not only not only have this OG shitty cardboard, right, that's gonna like get damaged for nice bits, quality but you cardboard. have to buy additional cardboard from your own pocket to repair the existing shit damaged cardboard. No, so no, you're what paying I'm saying twice. is everyone. <laughs> Everyone gets fucking Amazon packages delivered to them. Oh, so I'm God. saying just take your Amazon boxes and <laughs> stick them up your fucking heart. Going bin wrecking just to replace my Labo robot. Like. Again, it's like it's a, it's a bit of an aggression, again, because like, just imagine but just imagine a kid, right, at Christmas, like, asking for a PlayStation or something, right? And the mum and dad being like, look, you've, we've given you a fucking Amazon cardboard box to play with. Just fucking kick that about, right? Push your imagination. Aye. Right. That's how I feel about it. That's how, like genuinely how I feel about it. Like, well, I mean, I you have to understand we're not the target market. No, no, not even that though. Like, see, back in like Disney films or like I don't know some sort of bollocks where it's about kids and it's like like Charlie Bucket where he's not got a lot of money and it's like here's a cardboard box to play with maybe one day you'll be able to afford some real toys no 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 we pay £70 to play with a cardboard box that's what I mean that's exactly that (laughs) (laughs) fucking ridiculous (laughs) like if they were going to charge that right why not just make it out of at least plastic or silicon that you can punch out and join together. Why cardboard? Why the cheapest, shadiest? It doesn't even look like good cardboard. It's like recycled cardboard. It's that yeah, kind of brown exactly color. Exactly because it's cheap. Because it's cheap, eh? <laughs> so wait, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you one question. How much are Switch games normally? Sixty. Yeah, sixty bucks here, but I think it's like forty, 40 or fifty here, quid, think, right? Forty-two. Or, 42 I think it's fifty because I'm pretty sure. Aye. Standard for games is about fifty. Or 40, 50. Right, so right, so let's just say let's just say fifty. Let, let's mm-hmm. let's just generalize uh-huh. and say fifty, right? So keep in mind that the labos come with switch games. So <laughs> if you imagine that they're fifty quid each, right? So you're paying <laughs> with free cardboard for one yeah. You're paying ten quid for mere of a box, which you would pay for on a special edition anyway, or you would pay twenty quid for an even mere of a box <laughs> that you wear on your uh. back. Which you would pay on a special edition anyway. Even the justification sounds bad. It like, does. I'm yeah. I'm hearing you sit and justify cardboard. Aye. No, I'm not justifying cardboard. I'm saying that all special editions and physical games are a rip off. <laughs> Why not pay fifty pound and cut a bit with a hobo's hoose on your back? <laughs> That's basically what it's doing. <laughs> Pretend you're a down in your luck drunk today for only seventy dollars. Aye. But are, but are the Labo games, I, I see, I've not actually seen any footage of the games, right, but I can imagine they're shit. In the same way that I imagine the, <laughs> like, the like the original Wii games. When the people are like, Wii Bowling, ah, you get to play the Wii Bowling. It was, it was a gimmick and, like, the game was shit. <laughs> Wii Bowling was fucking good. <laughs> well, as an example, I don't know, what else, like, you know, like, what the... See, that Wii Sports, like, Aye, Wii that Sports. Wii Sports game was That's... fucking shit hot. But that is what I think Labo basically will be, right? It'll be a game. It should have been like a launch thing. It's like you know what it's better to compare it to? It's like we fit. Everybody bought one but nobody fucking used it. <laughs> right. uh, it was like one of the most sold things. 
ever. <laughs> do you know you can't even trade in your Wii, your Wii Fit board because GameStop have too many of them traded in. We so had they one. Didn't take them anymore. We had one, and I think each of us weighed ourselves once, and that was it. <laughs> that was all you did. I just sat underneath the telly. <laughs> in fairness, once your Wii starts insulting you, that's when you're like, "Fuck this! <laughs> Fuck Nintendo! <laughs> Fucking shook my Wii Wii." <laughs> <laughs> but all I was trying to say is after like with Labo and stuff like that I can see that they're trying to go after the makerspace like Nintendo just basically need to get a grip as as Lorenzo said keep doing what they're doing mm. I, they need to, well they do need to get a grip with certain things but they need to keep doing what they're doing but they need to they kind of need to have more on their plate than they currently do Metroid aye Metroid I mean, yeah. Now they if they keep just dribbling out like one humongous first party game every you know year or so, they're gonna be fine. But where does it dry up though? Like, what's humongous after after Metroid? Well, like, because they've done Mario, they've done Zelda, the Smash has been announced. Like, yeah, Metroid, and then what? I mean, look at that Smash roster. Like, there are <laughs> so many things they could touch on. I mean, and see, bring like, back. I know this is going to seem really strange, but I could not give a fuck about Smash in any way. Like, I'm not a fan. Either. Just no, no, I'm one... just saying, like, if you look at all the first-party characters that they still have to, like, that they could, could potentially, you know, add. milk games out of. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, for me, like, Smash is something that is just like non-appealing. Like, and it's weird because it's like such a big thing for Nintendo, but like. Mm-hmm. That's the least appealing thing to me. Me too. Game. I'm the same man. I'm with you. Like, I just. Can't get into Smash. I just all. don't care. I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> but that's what I mean, though. But that's the that's the difference. That's the that's the point I'm tr- I'm trying to make is the fact that like when you when you almost when you say that you don't care about Smash, people are in disbelief. But it's no. To me, it's not a big deal. Well, they they don't they don't need literally every person to buy Smash. All I'm saying is like they could come out with a new Kid Icarus game. They could come out with a new Animal Crossing game. They could come out with a new fucking Ice Climbers. Like, just given all of the mm-hmm. shit that they have. There's a lot of material to draw from, basically. Aye. I mean, Nintendo's back catalog's fucking huge. Well, let's see it then. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's see it. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to take it out all at once. You got to ease it in. They should. They should. You got to slow the wire. <laughs> let's face it. Oh, I just want a Waluigi fucking... Job anyway. Aye, fucking right we do. We all want my jobs. It's just to me, like, I feel in some senses, like, like the big thing right now, and the big thing that Nintendo are kind of going for is, is Smash. That's the point I'm trying to make, is this, like, right, fucking Smash, and everybody's stroking to Smash, but, like, <laughs> I'm not seeing anything that I care about other than, like, maybe Octopath Traveler. Oh, aye, that looks Which good. Which pretty good. That looks good. But that's the thing, but... Like, it's just no, that's not even really Nintendo, that's Square, and I like Square games, and I like JRPGs, so it's not even something that... It's an it's a Switch exclusive. It is, yeah, but it's, it's not a Nintendo, like, it's not an, it's not their market, if you know what I mean, it's no... It's a third-party game, but it's exclusive to Nintendo, <laughs> you mean? I'm pretty sure it was produced by Nintendo, so, like, Nintendo did have say in it, so it's like a joint venture between Square and Nintendo. Right, well, fair enough. Right. But I'm, I'm more meaning, like, a series that I can get behind. Like, I feel like Metroid is that. But other than that, though, I just don't, I don't see anything else that I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only been a year and a half. True. 
Has it? Yeah, I was, I was going to say like we we are talking about yeah the Switch hasn't even been out two years yet. Right, cool. it's like it's literally just past its first year or year and a half, I should say. Sorry, Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the Pokemon thing really got me hyped, and then I realised it was just a remake of the thingy, well, like, pretty much like a Pokemon Go extension. Mm-hmm. It is, but next year we're getting the proper next generation Pokemon game. I feel like that's probably something I could care about. This this one, the Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, that's it's both to like, you know, try and have people that are nostalgic about Pokemon be like, oh, this is a this is a remake of Pokemon Yellow. Well, I'm going to buy a Switch for that. I feel that's all Pokemon is at this point, though. It's just like, mind the games that were good like <laughs> forty year ago. <laughs> when I buy them for the fortieth time, like, mm. no, I'm good. Is Pokemon a Nintendo exclusive property? Yes, but the Pokemon company are are a different company from Nintendo. Nintendo own like... So it's not Nintendo in the sense that Mario and Zelda are. Exactly. Uh, Pokemon was designed by Creatures uh, Creatures Inc. Is that it? I think it is, yeah. Yeah. And they've... Or Game Freak. Game Game Freak, sorry. Creatures Inc. is uh, Earthbound, I think. But yeah, no, Game Freak made Pokemon. Yeah. Right. And Game Freak um, also made a bunch of other games. They made a couple of Genesis games back in the day. Cool. But that's another thing as well, like stuff like that, like Earthbound. I don't know, it just doesn't seem like a big deal to Nintendo, but it does at the same time. But I don't know, they just never really... To me, you're just getting force-fed Zelda and Mario all the time. And I'm bored of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, eh? You know what I mean? Like, I just, that's how I feel. Like, Earthbound was something I was interested in. Keep me made of that. Yeah, I would believe me, man. I'm right there with you. I would like, please, please, Nintendo, please, more Earthbound. That's all I ask for. Or like, even just that would be good. I don't know because there's more than Earthbound. Like they could even I don't know if they've like you said it's mother the name of the series, so they could even I don't know remaster or translate the same way they did with some of the other games, like to just further the series along. I don't know. Just I feel yeah. like Octopath Traveler is a step in the right direction, but and we do have the world ends with you. Uh, final remix coming out on the Switch, which once again is overpriced. Realistically, it should be a thirty-dollar game, and it's coming out for fifty dollars. Fifty. See, I feel like that'd be like a really, really good Switch game. But... It would be, but how, how many Switch units have they sold? Uh, almost twenty million. Really? Yeah. And that in a year, that's really good. Well, the thing is, yeah. they've got third party now. They've got like Doom and shit now as well. So oh, like, and Doom and Doom Eternal is confirmed to launch day and date with all other versions for the Switch. Sure. But I mean, I mean Nintendo games themselves specifically. But maybe that's what you're talking about. Nintendo being this was the question, like what what can Nintendo do to win the next generation? Maybe that's what they need. Is besides their own stuff, maybe they need to bring in more Doom and Skyrim and Wolfenstein, like all these things that they've been bringing out. Maybe that. Well, seems. I like that they are doing that because they've got the Wolfenstein exclusive game, which is cool. Like that's a good idea, I think, as well. Aye, totally. Mm-hmm. But I think I think another thing they need to really look at is addressing the hardware limitations, because we're not right in thinking. Like at first, see when the Switch came out, was it only limited to seven twenty p or ten eighty i or something? But it's now ten eight. No, it was ten eighty p. It is ten eighty p now. It was capable of doing ten eighty p. Yeah. Right. Um, the the thing is though is you're right with hardware limitations because the Switch is still underpowered compared to the other two but however 
you have to look at it not just as a home console but as a right. handheld and as a handheld totally. it's the most powerful handheld console that we've right. had you're right you're right you know mm-hmm. that is pl- that's also what nintendo have done historically is always went with technology that was tried and tested and true and it'd been out for a couple of years you know because you look at like the game boy where it's you, you know it's and then the game gear the game gear was like i so that's what they do. So they always go with technology that's a wee bit older because it's cheaper and easy to work with. So to summarise then, so what do we think then about Nintendo? What do they act, what are the what Apparently are the they can they fuck off do? with our cardboard. What, can, what, do they, yeah. what do they have to do to win the next generation? They they have they have to not fuck up. <laughs> right. But just kinda of keep going straight. Like they like if they're if they're online if they're online launches and it's buggy and shitty and everything, people are gonna be you know. Jumping ship. Yep. Hard. Are they though? The hardcore Nintendo fans are never going to leave Nintendo. Lorenzo already said it perfectly earlier on where he's like, no, I'll buy it, but I'll be really mad <laughs> about it. Right? <laughs> and even yeah. though Lorenzo was joking, we both know he's going to buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the thing is, is I'll buy it, I'll probably buy it as well because I'm a sucker. Right? However, like, if... <sighs> It'll get to the point where I'm like, right, I'll buy the console, but I'm not going to buy any games for it. I'll just wait until the security fucks up, then I'll hack it and pirate everything. Mm. Because because Nintendo aren't good at that. (laughs) You know? So, like, this is kind of their last chance to ensure that they get any money from me. (laughs) You know? And, And for the record, for people out there, I'm not necessarily advocating piracy, but if, if I'm buying it secondhand anyway, as I've, as I've previously discussed, they're no getting the money from me anyway, so shut up, doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm not a thief. Mr. Sony, if you could please tell me what Sony need to do to win the console wars. Deliver on the games that they've been advertising for the longest time. would probably be a good start. <laughs> you mean the last five years? Well, that's, um, this is it, but and to be honest, I'd never thought about it until Mark made the point earlier that some of these games are probably going to get carried over on the PS5 at this point. Yeah, like Death Stranded and Days Gone and stuff. That they've that they've been shown for multiple years. Oh, I said, and how long are you going? How much more can you just keep dragging us in, though? This is the thing that's really annoying me with Sony. So to me, they they do as well as the backwards compatibility thing, which is a massive thing for Sony. Need to start giving us what they're saying they're going to give us, because everybody's known for the longest time we're getting Last of Us Two. And then they announced it, and then we, now we know we're getting Last of Us Two, even though we all, always knew that we were going to get it. No, we need to wait on it. Right. Death Stranding, we're waiting. Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know how long we'll wait, but we're waiting. Like, it's kind of strange. I mentioned earlier when Xbox that there was no games sort of coming out. PlayStation, in some regard, is still kind of the same. But this is this is the thing, and to be honest, it's a thing in gaming trends that's just annoying me. And it doesn't necessarily limit itself to Sony. I feel like Bethesda didn't really offer much in terms of what was actually coming, other than Doom, because Doom's followed up pretty quickly with gameplay and stuff like that. But right here's Elder Scrolls. You're not going to see that for know how many years. Um, here's and that'll be after our open world Starfield, a spacefaring game Star. called Garfield that you've not seen either. <laughs> like. It's just empty, like, it seems to be E3's just, we might do this, like, we're not necessarily going to deliver on any of these things, these all might change and stuff like that, like, where are the actual games? I think with Bethesda that was just to try and shut people up, though, because they were sick of getting fucking asked. <laughs> well, I <laughs> When you did it, they were like, look, right, look, we're doing this the new, 
And then when that's finished, we're going to Starfield. And then when that's finished, we'll do Elder Scrolls. Please stop asking. It'll be ready when it's ready. Kind of thing. <laughs> it's going to get done. It's uh, in the oven. Do you remember Remember a couple of years ago, whenever the, during one of Sony's E3 conferences, they were like, hey, Shenmue 3, the Kickstarter is out now. And everyone just like got their phones out during the conference and all started kickstarting Shenmue 3, right? How long do you think it will be before they just use E3 as a testing ground to be like, we have this idea and this idea and this idea, donate to the one that you want? It seems to be going that way, this is kind of what I mean, like E3 used to be like, what is actually coming? Here's the games that are coming, here's the footage of the games, get ready to buy them, like, get your wallet ready, these are coming. Whereas now it's like, hmm, maybe? Maybe we'll do this. Like maybe. Maybe Zai. Maybe he's not. <laughs> and Sony's like the worst for it. Sony's the absolute fucking like, hmm, you wanna see even less footage of Days Gone this year. Yay, like why even fucking come with the game if it's not even ready? Like me and Aye. me and Mark talked about this and it was the whole like advertising way ahead of time. Aye. It was a conversation we had a long time ago and it was like, why not advertise? Like do that. That's the one thing that Apple do right, isn't it? Because like they're like, here's the new iPhone and it'll be out in a fortnight. Like that's the way it should yeah, be. Enough time to build I'm hype. Sick and fucking tired of like this game. And you go, oh, see if that was it the new. I'd play that, right? And then and then what happens is like, you kind of lose interest because you lose being in the mood for it. You're no longer like in the right mental frame of mind. And then eventually it comes. You're yep. like, I'm not really want to play that now. Kind of the moment's passed, and maybe I'll want. Like to some play other games game. being promised that for the next fucking ten years. Hi, but like I mean, Wildlands was a good example for me because they had you know they showed that like a year ahead of it coming out, and I wanted to play it for months, and then I completely lost interest. And then it came out, and I waited about eight months. And then suddenly I was like, you know what? I could go play in that game now. So they've completely, they need to completely redesign every bit, every single thing about the marketing for every single video game company from the ground up. They need to revise what they're doing and just be like, look, we're going to show you this now because it's out in a month. And that should be the limit. They should never advertise something that's further away than a month. That's my thought on it. Mm-hmm. You're here. Or even like six at a push. Like six months to me is the absolute maximum right. that you should really be advertising. It's half a year. You've at least got like. Yeah. They should be done. I, but I, it should be ready to go in the six months. So this is like. Doom looks like it's ready to come out pretty soon. And I don't know what the actual official launch date for it is, but I've heard about it. I It'll see, be 2019. Well, but the thing is, I've heard about it. I've seen the gameplay. Now I'm just waiting. Aye. And it's in that waiting period that. We might lose interest. I'm not going to lose interest in Doom. So do we think that's, that's not going to happen? Do we think this is the reason that they do it so far ahead? Do you think that's to do with shareholder prices? I wonder if that's like a big impact on it. Oh, it if will be like, absolutely. You know, so the shareholders will go, all right. Well, you know, this looks good, and it's going to come out in quarter four, two thousand twenty-two, or whatever. So that you know, that's a safe stock to have money in, like that kind of thing. To be honest, I think corporations is a massive problem in gaming anyway, and that is one thing I feel that Nintendo isn't too bad for. Aye. Like, just to kind of throw back at that, like, with Sony and Microsoft, it is money. It's all kind of money. Although they're delivering good games, like, um, Sony especially, like, have some good games rolling out into the PS4, but... I think one of the key one of the key phrases, you're, just like you're talking about, sorry, there were Microsoft and Sony being corporate, is when they call things content. And you can have all your content in one place. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's like, just call it games or that. Because like, to them, it's just 
statistical numbers. It's just content, meaning that encompasses digital games, retail games, music streaming, Netflix, uh, TV show, movie downloads, all that sort of stuff. So then it's just content, and it just make it mm-hmm. makes it sound overly sickeningly corporate. Aye, totally. Ah, well, it's detached yeah. from the like. That's the one thing that Nintendo does do, right? It's just that the games are not to my liking, if you know what I mean. But that's that's a personal thing entirely. But they make it more personal, even with the treehouse and things. Like it's a much more kind of maybe one day. But uh, like, I know Sony. To me, um, and I've said it pretty much through this entire podcast, God of War's a winner. And the way the series is going, mm-hmm. especially with the... I found out about a secret ending now, which I'm even more hyped about. But, oh, um, shit. With the way that series is going, we need another one, like, now or soon. Like, really fucking soon. So God of War <laughs> needs to come. Um, I don't, I've not finished Uncharted, so I can't really talk about how that series can move forward, but I feel that Sony does have the series, and it's got the momentum in the series that it's now starting to pull ahead, um, and where it kind of lacked behind last year, like last generation. And that's the strength against like Xbox, I think, at the moment. That being said, I think the only kind of genuine threat, like Lorenzo was saying, is the Switch. But I feel like it's maybe a threat in a more... Like in a different way, if you know what I mean. It's not, Nintendo seems to be filling the market for, like, pick up and play, like pick up and play on the go. Like, whereas yeah. Sony seems to have that kind of like cinematic sit down, enjoy us, like the experience type deal. And I feel that there's nothing really competing. You got to be ready to to have at it for a while. I, I, and I, here's I, the other thing too: if Nintendo, if Nintendo does do their online right, Sony's gonna have to start, you know, really seriously looking at crossplay because that is a huge. You know, but I never even thought about that. Sticking point for a lot of people right now. That was that was something I was going to bring up. Sony need to do crossplay. Crossplay is so important now that it's like I mean, because Bethesda and all their wisdom and that have just said that like the the mobile the Elder Scrolls that's coming out. I forget what it's called, Elder Scrolls Legends. Is mm. that right? But they're saying we are not going to release that on platforms that don't have cross compatibility enabled. So basically, Ooh. we're saying Sony's no getting it. Well, Sony no dicks when it came to the mods as well for Bethesda. Yes. Ah, well, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know what their fucking problem is with that. But they need to kind of get over themselves yeah. in that regard. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agreed. Also, do you know what we need less of from Sony? Over-the-shoulder third-person <laughs> cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> I mean, they really—they really do need. You know what they need a little bit more of, and like maybe I don't—I'm not watching their library that closely. More good co-op. Aye, yes. Totally. Yes, absolutely. But I feel that that is something that could also apply to... Everybody, really. Microsoft Aye, as totally. well. Uh, like, to be yeah. honest, there's no enough cooperative experiences these days. And it, um, I agree. Unless you're on the Switch. We talked about this last time, and I listened to it back. Well, aye, the Switch, aye, but... Like, story-driven cooperative games. Aye. Like, uh, yeah... It's not that often anymore because remember it was about you know seven or eight years ago it was quite a big thing everything was co-op and it is something that people like to do because not everybody cares about like online multiplayer stuff but co-op interests pretty much everybody. Hey, mm-hmm. so I think you're right, Lorenzo. I think that's a good point. Is they probably need to advertise or you know delve into co-op. Yeah, I would love I would love something with like the the story aspect of the really good single player games, but make it like. At least two players. Like I know it's hard to design for four, but like a good two-player co-op Aye, game. Totally. Co-op Last of Us would have been fucking great. Like, 
Oh, like, yeah. genuinely would have been some special. Yeah. Um, even God of War, because you can play as Atreus. Like, yeah. I'll show you something you can play as a kid, That would have been amazing. Yeah. I, like, a lot of the stories actually have two characters anyway. <laughs> so... Aye, so why not just build that in totally? Then, aye, and the thing is, a good co-op game also allows you to play the single-player experience with a compa- like a competent enough AI. A lot, of the lot of the more recent Resident Evil games were like that, weren't they? Like five and six. Yeah. Um, but there was this. We said last time uh, with Anthem. I th- I feel like Anthem would have been a perfect opportunity for co-op. Aye, well, but, I mean, it is it is going to be, isn't it? But it's the MMO like Destiny style online co-op, which I just feel has been tried and true, and it just doesn't work. Like, it, right. like the the division shit. Destiny's as much as I played it and enjoyed it, it's kind of shit. Like console MMO to me just doesn't work. What would you like it like it to be like? I kind of think of like a full start to finish like co-op experience, but to me like something where, um, it's just the way it is. Like I don't know enough about Anthem to really talk on it but to me if it was like you and a friend in two suits sort of like as a support team aye like in some sort of weird army of two fashion but obviously not as shit as army of two I mean I mean, what you're describing <laughs> sounds a bit like what Wildlands is I would say really? aye because you've got your three squad members but they're all controlled by the AI but if you jump into my game you'll take one of them over so it could just be you me and I the see. other two that sounds cool I like that yeah, as it was I saw him like that then I didn't actually know that's what Wildlands was. <laughs> Aye, it's, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. All I want to say about Sony is that they need to stop doing over-the-shoulder third-person cinematic masterpieces and I want them to do more stuff like Dreams. You want them to stop doing that? Yeah, I want them to stop doing over-the-shoulder cinematic third-person masterpieces. What's Dreams? Dreams is the, the thing that I talked about last episode with Little Big Planet. It's the folk that did that. But it's their thing where they can just create anything. You can make your own game like dreams, you can create movies, oh. music, games, uh, and it's collaborative. And the thing is, is like on one hand, I'm like, fuck's sake, just do the work yourself. But on the other hand, I think it's cool that they're giving the tools out. But I want more Aye. things like that. Not like doesn't need to be creator focused or anything like that. But just more things that aren't the over the shoulder third person cinematic masterpieces. It's maybe just a sort of trend yeah. now, though. Like it's just like there's there's a bunch of games that are in that specific kind of thing of the new. But then, realistically, when you think of it, other than it being first person, where where else can it really go? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, two D. I go back. Well, I, I suppose I guess so. Uh. I, I know I know what you're saying, but like, see, I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in first person, right? Because it's putting you in the head of the person that you're playing with, right? So having somebody on the screen is just taking up space in the screen that it doesn't need to take up. Um, that's my thinking on it. But it's just, it's like at the point now where anytime Sony show off something, and as soon as it goes to that over-the-shoulder third person, right. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, Ghost of Shusima looks good. Is it over-the-shoulder? Yep. Is it third person? Yep. Is it cinematic? Yep. Kind of needs to be, though, because of the type Aye. of game it is. But though. at the same time, it just, it like... It's like their boardroom meetings to pitch things anymore. They already have the tick, the check boxes for over the shoulder third person cinematic. Here's a point for you. Think of the amount of games on PS One, GameCube, like all PS Two and stuff that had fixed cameras that would have otherwise been third person games if you could move the camera. Like Resident Evil, Metal Gear. Well, Resident Evil Four, Four was the suppose that was the first any over the shoulder. So it's Capcom's fault. <laughs> Fucking Capcom. Fuck's sake. Lord. See, be honest, if if Sony want to win the console wars 
and my undying love, they would get of the Metal Gears remastered, or at least the first one, and give me that. That's that's a dreams remastered versus just compiled. I don't know, like a full remake of the first game would just. Oh man, that's like dream scenario though. Man, Aye, I still but... just want to be able to play fucking Metal Gear Four on a modern system. You know, like Metal Gear Four is awful. I don't care. I want <laughs> yeah. to play it. I want to play it and decide nah, for myself that it's awful. Shite. That's shite. <laughs> but this, but that's exactly what we we're talking about earlier. Just watch it because it's the majority of it's a film anyway. But that's kind of where the talk started was with the backwards compatibility stuff. That's what I mean. You should be able to just boot up your PS4 and play a PS3. Definitely. Yep. But I, other than like Sony changing up their style, delivering on the games. Um, backwards compatibility, which was a sort of shared thing. I, I think they're they're doing alright. They are doing okay, Sony. Um, maybe in terms of their pricing, could maybe be adjusted because their online membership's expensive. They're... And it just went up in price. Well, that's what I mean, like Sony's fucking dear, really? and it's really, really pricey. Their sales are pish, like so. They could really focus on that. And one big thing, one really fucking big thing, and I sort of mentioned it earlier. But their free games on PS Plus Are have pish. been horseshit for the fucking longest time. And now if you're the most expensive online service, I at least want a decent free game every month. So yeah. get that fucking fixed. The thing is, is like back in the PS3 days, online was free and PS Plus was a premium thing to get games. So we're paying for these games and online is tacked on. Not only that, you can't play them unless you have Plus as well, which is fucking bullshit. I- so they're essentially rented. Yep. But I was gonna say the last thing that I want to say is like, do you think do you think either PlayStation or Microsoft should try and get into the handheld market or do you just think fuck it? I mean Sony already have and failed massively twice. Yep. If I'm so I I keep saying if Microsoft could make a a handheld that could do all the PC games, I'd be sold. Yep, well, absolutely. I feel that Microsoft can possibly break the market because it would be their first attempt and they've got that advantage like you're saying. I wouldn't necessarily turn my nose up to another attempt at a Sony handheld, but I would want it to be like a Switch type deal where I can play my PlayStation on the go. Aye. Yeah. That's a, that's a PS4 on the go and I'd be sold. Mm. If Just conceptualise for a minute then, guys. So if, like, if there was Microsoft were going to put out a handheld that would play PC games, what would the hardware be like? Because would you have a mouse that you would maybe detach uh, and put next to you, or would it, or would it just be for analog stick based games, or what would you think? You would need you would need something like a mouse, like you would need basically the the right, you know, hand to almost be like a trackball. Aye, uh, that's that would be cool, because then it works for both, like pad games and scroll games. Aye. Yeah. I think you would need to have restrictions, or you would need to have compatible games like the Steam controller compatibility. That's type exactly thing. what I was going to say. If you see if you split the Steam controller in half, and then just put it on either side of like an iPad, and then you were like, "Hey, this plays all Windows shit." Wait, is that not a Switch? It is, but that's what I'm saying. Is that's what you need today? That's what Microsoft need today. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem with it, I think the problem with anything that's a mouse or anything that has to come off is that it's if it is a handheld, well, you're now only holding it with one hand. And it doesn't really make it seem or sound mm-hmm. very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you want it to be handheld or just 
portable, like the Switch. Like you, know, you can set it down. Handheld. Handheld. Definitely handheld. Listen, do you think that was just the fucking like the like brainstorm for the Switch or somebody was like, right. <laughs> snap a controller and half a fuck a telly in the middle of it. <laughs> like, somebody's like, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the poor bugger that like designed the switch is there in the back of the back of the meeting room, and he's like, eh, I think I already did that. I shut the fuck up. For day that's what It was called the Wii U. <laughs> fuck you. <Aye>. Like, <laughs> that was a CRT at best. You fuck. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, how do you want to design it? See that Wii U controller? That's it. We make it thinner. <laughs> All right. Everyone's thin. <laughs> uh, but what happens if people break it? They buy another. Because we are Nintendo <laughs> and we take you a fuck. <laughs> we'll replace their cardboard for free, though. Make sure they know. Once. Once. <laughs> One time. One I think that pretty much wraps it up. I, I mean, so, so <laughs> yeah. need to bring their cost down, stop being self-righteous dicks, fucking... Um, yep. Crossplay. Stop. Crossplay. I just... Though that that yep. kind of falls under the, like, mods and self-righteous dickheads. Stop being so fucking... Like, I think Sony need to realise that they don't necessarily own the market at the moment. They're doing well, but, like, Nintendo mm-hmm. is competition, and you do kind of need to stop being dicks, and I feel like for the longest time, Sony haven't really been too friendly. Yeah. They didn't have to be until now. Yeah, exactly. It, when they first started with PS4, I felt like it was a welcome back. Like They knew they fucked up with the PS3 and the 360 PS4 was like, welcome back, come home to Sony. And it did. It genuinely was like, this is fucking amazing. And I still love my PS4, but I feel like now Sony sort of know that. I want mm-hmm. to see some like give back. Like The games are shit. Give me better games. Give me like, better deals. Give me better... For my money as well, like I'll happily pay the money. Also, one big fucking thing with Sony, one really big thing, their security is shit. Horrendous. And that needs to change. Aye. Yeah. I've had to change my PS Plus password more than any other password I've ever had in my life. And they've got the cheek to charge the money for it. So I like I, th- I feel if Sony want to retain going forward, especially when Nintendo moving into internet, that's one big thing they need to address. I know. Right, closing arguments, guys. Mark. Closing arguments, right. So the Microsoft, if they want to retain or try and capture the entire uh, winnings of the next generation, they should do three things. One, it should be completely backwards compatible with every single Xbox game and console for the beginning of time, right? Two, it, they should have some, if they're going to continue to do the digital distribution thing they should have some sort of trading program or some sort of point system a bit like nintendo are doing where you know well you trade it back in you get you know you trade it in for different games or do you get points and accumulate points or something like that and three and i do think this is an important thing that we haven't really talked too much about but i think it needs to be um they really need to make it the most powerful console again because so many people that aren't kind of clued up about things, they go, which one do you get an Xbox PlayStation? Oh, well, you know, the PlayStation's got DDR5 memory, and we've heard that's like the bit, you know, or that. So they, so if they want to capture a market, then they need to do like what they did with the X, and just be like, this thing just fucking obliterates everything. That's the three things you should do. So digital uh, trade-ins, backwards compatibility, and power. That's the three things I think Microsoft need to do. All right. 
in Love games. <laughs> I, I, games would be good. <laughs> An actual game library to play on it. Aye. Aye, that would be good. What about what about you, Lorenzo? What should Nintendo do? Three things. Go. Three three things Nintendo needs to do is not fuck up, keep the pace coming with their like really good titles. Two, not fuck up their online launch. And three, you know, start fixing up the eShop because while there's a lot of good indies on there, there's also a lot of shit indies on there. And then he charge seventy quid for cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like the bonus, like the wee bonus ball, like <laughs> games and labo, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and what about Sony Taylor? Um, put like say like the the value for money, the more look towards what other games they can provide in their console. Like co-op experience, definitely was the best one. I think was mentioned, mm-hmm. and maybe even like a definitive racer because Gran Turismo really doesn't. And it's no competing against Horizon, so more available titles for the console system rather than over the shoulder cinematic fucking blah blah blah. Over the shoulder third person cinematic masterpieces. (laughs) And finally, um, security. I think they need to fix the security. 100% agreed. Mm -hmm. Also, Mm -hmm. it'd be nice if Sony just won dicks in general. So, Michael, what's your, what would you say are your three, just, you know, one bullet point for each console to win? Microsoft need to merge entirely their PC and Xbox divisions and just have one unified platform. For Nintendo, I think Nintendo need to... I think they need to dive deeper into their back catalogue and start bringing out more just more things because at the moment they are relying too heavily on Pokemon, Smash and Mario Party to carry us out the year and I'm sorry but three games does not make for for a decent library and as for Sony <laughs> fucking just stop it no, I, Sony need to <laughs> Sony need to up their game like genuinely they, they are as Taylor said, they're so content to rest on their laurels, and they're, they're really just... They're the least consumer-friendly company out of the three. Microsoft have been doing their part to try and build goodwill with their back, you know, backwards compatibility. Nintendo have come out swinging from the gate, and Sony are like, Yeah, well, we've got the PS4 Pro, and it's, it's pretty good, and games run really well <laughs> on it, and uh, just so you know... PS5, well, that'll probably get announced some point next year, so enjoy. You know, and it's like, well, fuck off, right? Because just, just be less of a cunt, Sony. Throw me a bone. Aye. <laughs> Throw me you've, a fucking bone. Like, because you've already, you're already losing me as a customer. You're already like, hey, like, you know how we've increased the price of PS Plus? And I'm like, aye. We we do about it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to unsubscribe. And they go, oh, no, hey. Come on. <laughs> We're pals. And I'm like, I but I'm not giving you any more money. You just spend it on smack. <laughs> you know, that's Sony, <laughs> right? Wow. And so they need to stop that. Also, as a wee bonus item, I want a hundred new over-the-shoulder third-person cinematic masterpieces by- on my desk Monday morning. <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know what? They'll fucking do it because that's their bread and butter. <laughs> right, guys. I hope you have enjoyed this fucking extra-long episode of Joystocks where we've dissected every single fucking thing the console industry has to offer us. It's been fun! 
Have you guys enjoyed yourselves? Wee. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so until next time, guys, I'm Mr. Impartial. That is Michael. I'm Mr. Microsoft, otherwise known as Mark. I'm Mr. Nintendo, but you can call me Lorenzo. <laughs> no, that rhymed. <laughs> and I'm Mr. Sony, um, otherwise known as Taylor. Until next time, hashtag guys. Wadjobs. Hashtag Wadjobs. Hashtag Justice <laughs> for Throat Baby. Hashtag. Hashtag, what's a hashtag? <laughs> hashtag fuck your battletoads. Hashtag fuck your battletoads. Also, as a final hashtag, Kojima, what are you doing? <laughs> Boss <Buzz> deep. <laughs>